Welcome to the Arterburn Radio Transmission. I am your host, Tony Arterburn. I'm broadcasting in defiance of globalist goblins, neocons, the New World Order, the Build Back Better, Biden, Beelzebub, Baphomet, Bilderberg, Bankster Bunch. It's the 13th of January, 2022. I almost didn't even make it to, to press live. You know, folks, uh, I love doing radio. Love the folks over at Aftermath.fm. Allowed me to have a daily show. I love the challenge. Because I have to run a small business, I literally had like, I looked at the clock, it was 2.58 p.m. Central Time, and I go and look at the door and somebody walks in and I took care of a customer within two minutes and still went live. Um, That's just from, you know, doing this for a while, doing gold, silver, cryptocurrency. I'm thankful uh, to God Almighty that I have the opportunity to be good at something, right? We have to uh, find a trade in this world. And some of the politicians... Some of the lizard class, <laughs> the gangster class, as my friend Billy Ray Valentine calls them. Well, it's not looking too good for them. Um, and I and I predicted this. I mean, we talked about multiple phases in the Great Reset. And COVID-1984, I believe, was the siege phase, right? It's a psychological siege warfare phase to bankrupt, to use creative destruction, uh, take out the middle class. Uh, see, uh, and of course, psych- psychologically and sociologically, that's really the only so- social science is the only real science in this, carrying out the divisions and seeing what people will will put up with, see what they'll do, so, you know, break people into uh, definable camps. You're over here on the left or you're here on the right. That way they can control us all. That's the first part, in my opinion, in all my study of the New World Order, Great Reset, Agenda 2030, all that stuff, right? Very satanic stuff. Well, I think, uh, and the the elites don't seem to even read their own simulations. You go to like the Spars document, Johns Hopkins, you'll even go back to Dark Winter. The leaders that carry out these ops that are in these simulations for these pandemics, they never have a, a good ending. Like it's not great for their careers. They don't really advance. And you got even the Spars document, Johns Hopkins 2017, the figures like Fauci, they don't come out very well. I mean, they are demonized by the public. They push the vax. The vax hurts people. This is all simulated way before we get to 2020. Well, I'm going to show you the headline that's up on Drudge right now. The Supreme Court has blocked the Biden vax mandate. Now, this is huge news, right? And it's not that the Supreme Court found its morals or anything else. In my opinion, I think they've already had this planned. I think they they went and Biden through blackmail and through uh, intimidation and the bully pulpit and all the stuff of the executive branch. That was a press release telling these companies they had to uh, vax all their people. And the companies like these, you know, large corporations like defense contracts and people like Southwest Airlines that are part of the World Economic Forum. They went for it. Oh, yeah, sure. We, we'll do it even out the mandate. We're just uh, we're waiting instructions from the federal government. You know, you remember the Southwest CEO. He uh, he defied the governor of Texas. So, no, no, we only pay attention to the federal government, not the state governments. And so there wasn't even a mandate in place. That's the issue. So when it finally got to the point where OSHA was going to accept it, it got a Supreme Court case. The Supreme Court knocked it down. I think this signals and I hope I'm right. And this is a lot of optimism, and, and I, I don't have a lot of muscle memory for optimism, <laughs> but I, I do hope this signals 
the beginning of the end uh, for COVID-19 for, you know, worship of the vaccine, everything that dominates our headlines, they're going to move to something else. So it's not like you get to relax, but in the interim, in the, in that, that space between when they find the next op, that's our opportunity to not allow our neighbors, family, friends, and people that we care about to fall under the spell of the next thing, whether that be a cyber pandemic as they've simulated or climate, you know, with, you know, I had Matt Lamon on yesterday, Frankenskies, and I was, I, I believe in climate change. Let let the record show that Tony Arterburn believes in climate change. You know why I believe in climate change? Because they're changing the climate. Because they spray poison in the air, right? And they change the climate. That's how I know. I don't have. I don't have. I'm not a climate denier. Yeah. Uh, first of all, the climate's always changed. Um, that's how. Th- that's a brilliant phrase. That's total Marxian. Think of how brilliant the Marxists are with their propaganda and language. They took something that just kind of is self-evident and said. A climate change. That's what we have to worry about. The climate changes. Yeah, the, the sun, solar minimums, there's all sorts of issues with climate. The earth has always gone through climate changes. But I know that they now have geoengineering and you have Bill Gates trying to dim the sun. And all. So I believe in climate change. So it'll be something else. But on this 13th of January, 2022, uh, I, I'm feeling optimistic. This COVID narrative is going to start falling. Now they're doing they do dual things, right? They, and I think this is because of the the spiritual nature of this issue. They need you to accept the fear that the fear is real, but they'll also tell you that you shouldn't fear the thing that they told you to fear. And the thing that they say that's going to dispel the fear also doesn't work, but you should also take it right That's the way those things work. Like when you, when you're given choices, there's, I open up the show I don't know if anybody's noticed, but I fell in love with an album uh, when I was 15 years old. I, I 15 was the year I, I I could bench press 300 pounds. I was a this is had I was a drug free kid. I was a crazy kid, and all I did was I wanted to be a, a powerlifting champion. I trained around the clock, and I could bench press 300 pounds at 15 years old. And I remember, you know, going to high school and. Uh, you know, I, I got my I learned how to drive early. You know, I got I got my driver's license at 15. And, uh, I found this album from Megadeth and, uh, there's a song on this, this, the album euthanasia. And, and I play the cover of that song called train of consequences. And that's what starts the show out every day. That, that, that riff of the show, it's train of consequences. And that's the song that's been playing in my head for the last six months or so. And I think about all the choices that we make, all the things that we buy into, there is a train of consequences. And we're all somehow tied to the tracks of those, you know, getting run over by those trains sometimes because we all make decisions on what we buy into, what we believe, uh, what we accept. And the elites and those who want to control the the destiny of humanity to keep us from being, you know, the the child of God, to keep us from being uh, expressing ourselves totally from living our best life. Those people need us to accept things that aren't true. They also need us to live in fear. Fear is a very powerful energy for them. And you can see that they've done this over the, I mean, if it's, everything should be clear to you, it should be illuminated now, right? You should be aware that this is all going on. Now, five years ago, I give you a pass. I was talking about, and go back four years ago, I was talking about the great reset. I was talking about 
uh, how things are going to get strange, how you should prepare. I mean, you go back in any, any of my shows ending the years from 2018, going to 2019, 2020, it, it, it's, it said the same thing, but now it's, it's not just pure research. And it's not like any of us that are in alternative media, uh, you know, Charlie Robinson had a great show yesterday on his podcast, Macroaggressions. He said, it's not like we're Nostradamus. We're not reading quatrains here. We're just doing the research. A lot of it's just like level one, like the elites put out what they're going to do. And then we say, hey, did you know that they said they're going to do this? And they're like, that's crazy. That's conspiracy theory. I'm like, well, they said it. And, you know, these are their plans. And that's really what all this is about. Human nature doesn't want to accept that there are entities or people or powers that be that have zero empathy, uh, zero respect for humanity, that all they care about is they don't care about love. They don't care about anything. They don't care about uh, adoration. They care about power, pure and simple power and wielding it, right? Not even about money per se, but about power. And the average person, because you're not, wired into that that's why shows like like this and i mean i i'm a small part of this but i am able to and i think this is a gift i'm able to read history i'm able to read some of the into some of the comments and some of the events that are going on to the best of my ability and sometimes i'm right that there's an underlying message in there right so when you look at these headlines supreme's block vax mandate let's click on the headline with Drudge, it's going to take you to CNBC. I'll read you some of the key points here. Let's put this up on the screen. The Supreme Court on Thursday blocked the Biden administration from enforcing its sweeping vaccine or test requirements for large private companies. But the conservative majority court, that's a very laughable term, uh, allowed similar requirements to stand for medical facilities that take Medicare or Medicaid payments. Yeah, one of the reasons I don't want anything to do with federal government payouts or, you know, I own a gym and people ask me about like silver sneakers and all these things. I don't, I don't want to get involved with the government. I don't want to take government payments. The OSHA mandate required that workers at businesses with 100 or more employees must get vaccinated or submit a negative COVID test weekly to enter the workplace. Okay, so that's the key points. It blocked the Biden administration from enforcing its sweeping vaccine or test requirements for larger private companies, but allowed a vaccine mandate to stand for medical facilities to take Medicare and Medicaid. Well, this is a good start. Uh, I wouldn't pop the champagne just yet because the damage that was supposed to happen from all this is pretty much happened. I mean, where you've, You've got a an American public now that you've got a, a big chunk of those people that are in the Covidian cult. I mean, they worship Phobos, the god, the Greek god of fear. They they get in their their car with the windows rolled up with their mask on. I mean, they're they're buying into it. One, two, three, four shots. You know, <laughs> look at the Israelis. You can't go to McDonald's unless you've got a vaccine, <laughs> unless you've got the injection in Israel. And so that's going to, there'll be some continuance of that, but the power is going to start waning. And I think the reason they're going to, they're doing this, and this is pure speculation, just based off what I understand is they, they like to throw their, they like to sacrifice their own in, in sort of a ritualistic way. They get these people, they put them on high and then they throw them in the volcano. Uh, 
uh, not a literal volcano, figurative, but you look at Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson was he's this conservative leader. Also ironic that we have uh, these leaders at the same time. You know, the United States has a kind of a goofy uh, guy with the hair disheveled, and then Boris Johnson. They look the same. They're kind of the same person. And that, I think that's an inside joke somehow by the elites, but they put them on high. You have Boris Johnson, and he is hailed as conservative, and he's really for the people, and he's all these other things. He calls anti-vaxxers crazy, and now he's just he's getting the treatment, right? The treatment is you carried us this far, and now we're going to throw you under the bus, right? It, it, the leaders of today aren't like the leaders of, what, the 1930s, 40s, 50s, there is no larger than life people anymore. There's no more FDRs. There's no more Churchills. There's not even more Stalins, really. They just have kind of clowns, uh, buffoons to roll out. And Boris Johnson is the latest Rothschild chess piece. And he's been, uh, he's, I think he's going to be thrown in the bus. But I think a lot of these people are. I think this is going to be the start. Maybe this is the catalyst. And this is what I predicted for 2022. It's not that we would be sunshine and rainbows and all this stuff is going to, we're all of a sudden going to go back to 2019 and and everything's okay. I just think they're going to start winding this op down because they've hurt a lot of people. Uh, they've squeezed every ounce that I've aware of every ounce of political power and, and benefit and lobbying and all the pharmaceutical companies are rich. The, the billionaires got more billions. The trillionaires got more trillions, all this stuff. It, it they're at a point where they can switch gears. And I think they're going to start changing the narrative. Just my opinion. Uh, these people, the Supreme Court, nine justices, all have two shots and a booster. There's no, no diversity on the Supreme Court whatsoever. Th this is already a pre-planned thing. I, I don't think that Supreme Court is a, a hallowed ground that we should respect the leaders and want and all this stuff that was about, you know, after the January 6th deal, like that's sacred ground. Do you realize how sacred it is? I mean, they vote to fund abortion there and they vote to bomb children from afar, you know, and burn them alive. <laughs> like, well, have, have you ever seen this is funny. The American public's never actually seen what some of the foreign policy implications like on the ground and what they do to people. But I have. And uh, it's not hallowed ground there in the, the U.S. Capitol, okay? It's just a place. Your post office is more important and actually probably more hallowed, right? Because the people in Washington, I, I don't want to go there again. I have no interest in it. I thank God all the time that I wasn't elected to office. I want nothing to do with these people. I want nothing to do with their cliques, nothing to do with their lobbying. They produce nothing but death and destruction. They have not improved my life, your life. They have they have eaten and away and eroded the freedoms and everything that we hold dear in this country. You know, you look at Denny Hassert, the, the guy who he's recently been busted for, uh, by the way, from his own law that he passed, the, the Patriot Act. Denny Hassert was the longest serving uh, speaker of the House on the Republican side ever. And this is under Bush and all that. He was a pedophile. He was a pedophile. And they take, take people like that. They put them on high and they get their worth out of them because they're, they're controllable, right? They're compromised people. I want nothing to do with hallowed ground. What, where did these people get up? You know, when people don't believe in God, they believe in anything. You know, that GK Chesterton guy, he was onto something. <laughs> it really is true. But let's just say, 
for all intents and purposes on this Thursday broadcast, I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right that this is a turning point. And, and I think it's a good opportunity. Look, if you want to count your blessings the last couple of years, if you've made it, you know, we're almost 700 days in of two weeks to flatten the curve. We've all been exposed to whatever crappy Chinese bioweapon funded by Fauci, funded by the NIH. You know, this isn't just a Chinese thing. We're all, we've always been exposed to this. If we've been living in reality on planet Earth and you've not just lived, you not you didn't go into your uh, your bunker, your your fallout shelter and, and breathe filtered air for the last couple of years. If you're just a regular person like me, then you've been exposed to it. So that's out in the open. We've we've crossed that Rubicon. We've also exposed the fake leaders in not only alternative media, but all media politics. If you thought somebody was conservative or on your side or a Christian or your pastor, everybody's been leveled. Now we've gotten to the base, right? We know what is real for the most part. Like that's what this unveiling has been about. I'm actually excited to be a part of it, right? There's places that I used to respect and now I don't. You know, there's uh, people that I used to respect and now I don't because I know better, like things I won't take anything they say. <laughs> if it, I don't put any value on anything because they were so wrong or they were on purpose wrong and you find out they're controlled opposition or just morons, right? Or they'll sell their souls out to conform to whatever government narrative is going on. So it's been, I think, a blessing in a lot of ways to get to this point. And now it's up to us. All right. This is my message of hope for today. It's up to you. Can you see the op now? Do you have your they live glasses on yet? All right. I need to I need to get some they live glasses and sell them. Right. <laughs> Just have a little Arterburn Radio transmission logos on them. I, I've had mine on for a while, but I tell you what, uh, I keep improving the lenses because every day I do research, every day I take to the microphone, every day I talk to you folks and the chat and I learned so much from my listeners and people that come into the shop here at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver. I've learned a lot. So I'm very thankful. So, you know, thank God Almighty and, you know, for the blessing of today and this block of the Biden mandate. You know, I, I think it. I think there is some kind of plan here, but I'll take it, you know, because uh, the debate about the deity, right, uh, the Messiah deity, uh, ruler of on high of vaccines that that needs to that debate needs to happen all right this is a good start but let's debate all of them let's do should we should your child be a pincushion when they're born do you need to give your uh child your newborn child a hep b shot do they need that i mean are they going to go out and do intravenous drug use and prostitution like Right off the bat, I mean, what is going on? Why do they need this kind of stuff? These are great questions to ask. Why are we, uh, what flu shots? Can we have the flu shot debate now? I just saw a sign. The flu is back, by the way. It took a, it took a vacation to Barbados last year. It's really stressed out. You know, COVID-19 ran it out of town. It was, it was gone, but now it's back. It's, it's better than ever. It got tanned and rested and you should go get your flu shot and looked over at, uh, the sign leaving my gym today in Hollister, Missouri. And I see that, oh, get your flu shots here. Get your flu. I go, wait a minute. I thought the flu was gone because in 2020, they told me that the flu has 98% disappeared. I mean, that's within the margin of error. I, I thought, I thought we should put the flu 
as you know, when they run those celebrity memorials at the end of one of those ridiculous reward shows or, or award shows, reward shows. And they say in memoriam, we should have had the flu. The flu should have been in memoriam. <laughs> we should have the flu debate. We should have the vaccine debate. Uh, I don't worship vaccines. Vaccines aren't God to me. Uh, they're not a deity. I don't worship science either. I find that to be, uh, that's been a wonderful thing to see in the last couple of years. People that embrace science. Um, yeah, I, I don't embrace science. I think it can be a wonder, a great thing. Um, but without ethics, without a purpose, without uh, any sort of wisdom in mind, it can become Nazi science. You know, there is such a thing, right? There's such a thing as abominable science. There's such a thing as, uh, you know, doing live tests on live human beings, uh, like the Japanese did, like the Nazis did, uh, or like the Tuskegee experiments. You know, there's a lot of things that science has brought to the table, um, nuclear weapons. Now, what are the purpose of those? I mean, really and truly, and they, you know, Oppenheimer, who designed the bomb, you know, when they first detonated the first atomic bomb, he quoted the Bhagavad Gita. He said, uh, behold, I have become death, destroyer of worlds. That, that wasn't helpful. And by the way, uh, Oppenheimer, he lost his security clearance about uh, six years later because he didn't want to build the hydrogen bomb. <laughs> That's because once he handed that to the psychos in the military hierarchy and the uh, politicians, they're like, oh, we need a bigger bomb. And he's like, don't build that. And they're like, oh, well, you're a traitor now. Did you know that, guys? That's true. Yeah. Once you sign on with these people, they just want more. You know, they just want more power, more ability to kill more ability to rule and they don't care about who they trash, who they, <laughs> who they destroy. They don't want any, they don't care about any of that. And a lot of people have signed on with the psychopaths and they're going to pay a price. They're going to pay a price with their soul or their, or their personal life or with, uh, you know, their careers. I mean, if you have been purposely hiding data, think about the people that have been uh, suppressing data about treatments uh, for COVID-19 or whatever, SARS-CoV-2 or whatever it is, right? This uh, novel virus, novel flu. People have been suppressing. People in, in high places have suppressed information so that, that average people could not get better. That's, that's akin to murder. It's, it's murder adjacent. It's real close. So you got to think, like, you've, hurt, you've, you've cast your soul into jeopardy because you wanted to follow a government narrative and be approved. That's sick. And people are going to, there's going to be more and more. I tell you, they're going to start data dumping too. They're going to start weeding out on purpose. And I think this was all setting them. I think they're doing a culling of the elite to replace them with another crop. <laughs> this is the game that they play. I'm not part of it. I'm just noticing it. Data is going to start coming out. And these people like, you know, they had the frontline doctors. And not too long ago, you know, when during Trump's presidency and, you know, thanks for helping them, Trump. I mean, basically, when Trump got sick, by the way, he took remdesivir. He took whatever Fauci gave him. Right? He wasn't he didn't call. I would have called the frontline doctors and said, hey, you've had hundreds of patients. You've cured all of them. What are you taking? What's the protocol? Right. I wouldn't trust it. Some uh, bureaucrat that makes more money than the president. That was, that should be a red flag or a guy who's been involved in gain of function. I want a real doctor. I don't want a doctor who's like playing uh, Frankenstein with diseases to see how much uh, more lethal they can make them. I want to talk to healers. That's just me. They repressed all that. 
that's criminal. I think there will be a new Nuremberg. I hope there will be a new Nuremberg. Because if you read the history of World War II and you read about how the Nazi scientists and some of the leaders of the Third Reich were finally put on display, you know what the, the, the people that would go by and see them go, went, my God, why were we ever afraid of these hypochondriac pick noses? Like, well, these people are pathetic. And they just happened to wield a lot of power. It's kind of like today. These people wield a lot of power and they've hurt a lot of people. You imagine the blood on your hands. If you're somebody like a Fauci or somebody like uh, anybody, anybody in the government suppressing the ability for people to heal right from getting sick or, you know, you're taking people away from their workplace. You're taking people away from their business, all this stuff for this narrative, because you had to wait for your God. You had to wait for the vaccine. You had to you had to pray to it. You had to you had to uh, give burnt offerings to the vaccine. You had to give everything to it. It's a it's a god to them. It really, truly is. I think that will have its own debate. I think this will sway for you know. Look, it could be a good thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it up there. I'm gonna go to a break. When I come back, I've got a I've got a 50 question questionnaire to ask yourself: Are you a terrorist? I need you to stand by because you may not know. You may not know that you're a you're a terrorist. But when I return, <laughs> when I return, we'll go over uh, the fit. You will go over every question. I promise. We'll, we'll figure out together. Are we terrorists? Stand by. This is the Harder Burn Radio transmission. We'll be right back. In a time of fake news, fake politicians, and fake fiat currency, it's getting harder to find the genuine article. That's why, when it comes to precious metals, I call the team I can trust. This is David Knight for my friends at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Proudly veteran-owned and operated, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange is your home for gold and silver coins, bullion, jewelry, and more. Prices and inventory are updated daily, so you get the most competitive possible pricing. And when it's time to sell your gold and silver items, they pay top dollar. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange also accepts and deals in Bitcoin. Call or text the owner, Tony Arterburn, today at 888 888- 667-1836. That's 888-667-1836. Or just go to wisewolf.gold. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Then outspake brave Horatius, the captain of the gate. To every man upon this earth, death cometh sooner or late. And how can a man die better than facing fearful odds for the ashes of his fathers and the temples of his gods? Lord Macaulay, you are listening to the Artiburn Radio Transmission.
Welcome back. This is the Arterburn Radio Transmission, weapons-grade truth, cutting-edge counterculture conservative talk right here on Aftermath.fm. We're also streaming live on Rockfin.com on the America Unplugged channel. That's the only place you'll find the video version of the Arterburn Radio Transmission. I do a show called America Unplugged every Saturday with Billy Ray Valentine. Uh, and the legendary Don Jeffries, uh, author of Hidden History, were there uh, 11 a.m. Central Time on uh, Saturdays, America Unplugged. By the way, uh, just a little bit of house cleaning. If you ever want to join the chat with me, the best place to go is Rockfin, although I, I'm going to be looking more into the Aftermath chat. It's it's not Aftermath's fault. It's the, the screens that I have and, and the ability to do the audio, the audio linked up to the Aftermath chat. Sometimes it will it will beep in. So I'm going to have to put like a laptop here on my desk. But if you want to join the chat uh, and, uh, and uh, when we're live here at 3 p.m. Central Time, you can you can go to Rockfin as well. I got a tip over there. I want to say thanks to Joel Smith uh, for joining the show. He, he uh, shows up daily and, and tipped us today five dollars. I really appreciate that. Uh, we put everything back into the show, my friend. So uh, nothing is nothing is wasted. <laughs> if you uh, decide you want to help us and tip us over on Rockfin, I, I really do appreciate it. We put it right back into content. All right, so I promised you that we would jump into uh, the questionnaire uh, on if you're a terrorist. And uh, this is, I saw this last night when I was in my cabin and I was thinking, I got to find a show. This, I, I plan on doing the whole show with, uh, with just this article, but uh, I, the, the vaccine mandate ruling, that, that, that's bigger headlines. But here's uh, an article. This is Michael Snyder, Zero Hedge. And I love Michael Snyder. He writes on the Economic Collapse blog, but uh, I'll, I'll read a little bit of the, the intro and then we'll go into the questions. Uh, could you be the kind of person that the government is looking for? The U.S. Department of Justice has just announced that it will be creating a brand new unit to, quote, conquer domestic terrorism. And they're going to need something to show for all their time, money and energy. You may be tempted to think that they will be going after the people that they have noted uh, it, you know, rioted and burned uh, the buildings the last year and all the time, all across the nation over the past couple of years. But that simply is not going to happen. Instead, they're going to, they're going to, they're telling us this new unit will be specifically targeted uh, against extremists, anti-government and anti-authority ideologies. So if you have been critical of the Biden administration or any government agencies or, <laughs> or any of our top public health officials, you could be in really big trouble. Uh, yeah, this is what I do every day uh, here on art. I call in an airstrike on myself, but uh, that's just who I am. That's what I was born to do. Yeah. So Michael Snyder says, to help you out, I have created a 50-question quiz to help you determine if you are a terrorist. Most of these questions are based on statements made by the Biden administration officials or on a specific government document that have been publicly revealed. So here we go. Number one, do you ever criticize the government? <laughs> do, well, do you, are, are you not in line? Why would you dare criticize them? I, haven't you enjoyed the loss of your liberty, freedom, and prosperity the last couple of years? How dare you? Number two, have you ever been banned, shadow banned, or censored on social media for a political opinion that you have expressed? Let me see. Um, yes. Are you a parent? Number three. Well, that's, I mean, I'm checking all the boxes today. Number four, do you attend school board meetings? Well, you know, 
that sounds like a crazy thing. And that would have been uh, what, three or four years ago, but the FBI has uh, dispatched people and, you know, Merrick Garland uh, looking into those parents that are uh, part of question number five. Have you ever expressed concern about the education of your children at a school board meeting? So that's how you know that <laughs> you're on the list. Number six, do you believe in conspiracy theories? Now, this is an important one. I read a document live on air in May of 2019 that said specifically that the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI were putting on watch lists anyone who believed in conspiracy theories, especially the New World Order, which is how I start off my show every day. So I imagine that whoever the – I hope that the FBI or NSA people listen to my shows. I hope they're open-minded. Do you think they're open-minded? Maybe I've – do you think I've swayed anyone? That would be the, that would be the, uh, if you ever been swayed, if you've, le- if you've left the alphabet agencies to become, you know, a, a homesteader or, or get, become a gold and silver dealer, would you let me know? Are you suspicious of the FBI? Number seven. Um, let me think. I'm trying to think of anything good they've ever done. They're like, uh, the FBI is like the, the guy in town who secretly sets fires and then shows up in his volunteer fireman's uniform and puts it out and says, look, I'm the hero. Number eight, do you know who Ray Epps is? <laughs> I know who Ray Epps is. Uh, does Ray Epps know who Ray Epps is? I'm not sure. Number nine, do you wonder why Ray Epps has never been arrested? No, I don't really wonder. Um, pretty sure I know why. Number 10, are you unvaccinated? Man, I am. Folks, pray for me. I'm I'm number 10 into this list, and it looks like I'm not doing well. Number 11, have you ever questioned the efficacy of the COVID vaccines? <laughs> number 12, do you have a negative opinion of Dr. Fauci? <laughs> wow. You know, it's funny. I saved reading this list. I read about, I read, you know, four or five of the last ones and about six of the first. So these are fun. I'm reading them for the first time. <laughs> Would you consider yourself to be a constitutionalist? Number 13. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So, again, not looking good for the home team here, folks. Number 14. Do you believe in individual liberties? Well, I know know who doesn't believe in them. Number 15. Do you know what the 10th Amendment says? Oh, that's a powerful one. See, a lot of conservatives don't know what the 10th Amendment says. It is very, very important. And that has to do with the state sovereignty. The states don't have rights, ladies and gentlemen. States have powers, right? And that's what we have forgotten in the modern age because of the almighty, powerful central government. Number 16, have you ever refer- referred to anyone in the Democratic Party as a communist? Man, I'm telling you, folks, it's like, you know, they. I think they just looked through my my last 25 shows or so. Number 17, Have you ever referred to any public official as a globalist? (laughs) Oh, it's, and it's funny. Number, number 18 is, do you know what the great reset is? Wow. Does it, do you guys know what the great reset is? (laughs) If you tune into this show, you do. Would you consider yourself to be an opponent of the LGBT agenda? not opposed to the LGBTs. I'm opposed to their political agenda. Yes, because it has to do, and whether they know it or not, a lot of the, 
that agenda leads to grooming it leads to loss of rights. And I mean, grooming of younger and younger children, it's not done well for our society. Everybody has a right to live the life they want to live. And you know, that's on you. When you start including the engineering of society, I got a problem. So yeah. Number 20, have you ever said anything on social media that was critical of illegal immigration? Well, I've done about 200 shows on that. So I guess I'm, guess I'm persona non grata. I don't, am I ever going to be able to get a government job again? Number 21, have you ever referred to yourself as a patriot? That's a great question. I heard if you listen to the audio of the people that confronted Ray Epps, one of the guys says, we're patriots, we're patriots. And the way he said it just smacked in my ear. Because I don't know what I would refer to myself. That is a very loaded term now because you get people that are showing up. I mean, giving wanting to give their lives and you know give everything to help Trump. But what what good is it for you to be a patriot if you help things that hurt us? Like if you are pushing things that are are destroying our freedoms. I, I see. I, I just have a problem with that term now. Pa- patriot. Yeah, I'm a I'm a patriot in the sense that I love liberty. But I think the term has been perverted. You know, it was Samuel Johnson, uh, the uh, 18th century thinker. You know, he said, uh, patriotism is the last refuge of a scoundrel. So be careful. Number 22, have you ever used the wrong pronouns when addressing a member of the trans community? Not yet. I don't think so. I try to steer clear of any of that. I don't, you know, a lot of people poke the bear. You guys know how I feel. It is what it is. Uh, Just don't try to. You live your life, I'll live mine, but I'm sure I've violated all sorts of rules by not just conforming. Do you believe the global leaders are conspiring to create a new world order? Uh, yes. Uh, I, you know how I know that? Because they told us. <laughs> it's because, because they write it down and tell you. Number 24, are you a climate denier? Well, that's an interesting one, too. We covered that in the first half. No. I know that they're spraying things in the air that change the climate. It's called geoengineering, and uh, that changes the climate. So if you want to stop climate change, stop the people that are spraying the things, which is the governments. Uh, Number 25, are you opposed to Agenda 21? Well, let me think. Uh, Anything that has to do with the un, you know, idiocracy got one thing, right? You know, when they refer to the UN as the un. Right? It's un-American, unconstitutional, unlawful. It's the un. There can't be, can't be any more un than the, than the UN. Number 26, have you ever belonged to a militia group? No. Um, don't want to belong to a militia group. You know, I think you can have neighborhood watches. Don't call them militia groups. Don't do anything like that. Uh, I think that's, it can be problematic for all parties involved. Uh, and you're probably, if you're in a militia group now, and there's 10 of you, eight of you are FBI. You have to figure out which one, <laughs> which ones aren't. Okay. It's, it's, it's riddled with, with, uh, agent provocateurs, like the people that wanted to kidnap the, well, it was the FBI agents that wanted to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Right. And then they're all like, wait, you're FBI. I'm FBI. And everybody's FBI. <laughs> Number 27. Are you worried about gun control? Yeah, and I'm worried about people that that's their one issue. I'm worried about you guys. Uh, there's more to life. I have weapons. 
Um, but you know, it's funny. It's like, I've been, I've been in combat. I've seen what weapons do. And people ask me like, what do you have? Are you, do you have night vision? Are you, you special? you have, do you, did you build your ARs and all stuff? I'm like, no, you know why? Cause if I'm going to defend, which I'm going to only use mine in defensive of my land, uh, I could probably do just as much damage with a lever action rifle because I'm one guy. And, uh, if there's a more than one person, then I'm just going to, I'm just going to die. I mean, that's just, you're going to, you're not going to be able to fend off like, a uh, an assault. So, you know, I think that it's some level about guns. People need to uh, take a deep breath, support the issues that matter. But if the person you support is, is pro gun, but they also don't care about free speech and big tech and, and free trade and, and borders and culture, See, you're just kind of you're you got a pacifier in your mouth. So be careful of that. Uh, are you ever critical of the IRS? Well, let's see. Um, uh, so many shows, so many times. Yes, I am critical of that. I don't understand. I mean, I understand why we have an income tax and the income tax is to punish people and keep those uh, of us from competing with the ultra rich. The income tax was put in by the ultra rich 1913. It was to pay the interest on the Federal Reserve. Uh, you are a debt slave because of the ultra rich. It's not the progressives that gave you the income tax. The progressives are the idiots that think they can tax the rich. All that stuff. Eat the rich. The rich make the deals. They're the ones that put it in place. Know your history. Do you ever visit extremist websites? Number 29. Uh, like Arterburn.news? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what is uh, I I think everything's extremist now. If it, you know, if you're not, if you don't have your booster, if you're not listening to Fauci, then you're extremist. Number 30, have you ever attended rallies that promote extremist causes? And that's a relative term. And rallies are are relative. I mean, that's kind of a strange. I definitely don't want to go to a Trump rally. Uh, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't subscribe to that. Number thirty-one. Uh, do you uh, do you have right-wing bumper stickers on your vehicle? Hmm. Uh, I think we just put a. I think we put a sticker on my truck that says "Split Wood, Not Adams." That's an old hippie slogan. Uh, so I guess I'm. I guess that's right-wing because I don't. You know, it's funny the the um, the right is actually was supposed to be anti-war. And then the neocons came along in the 90s and hijacked that and then made it to where that, you know, if you vote for the right, then you blow up everybody. And now it's just both parties are like, what do you mean we can't blow up everybody? You know, the left wants to, uh, for democracy's sake, blow up people. And the right's like, we have to bring <laughs> we have to bring companies and corporations over to the Middle East. Number 32, would you consider yourself to be a nationalist? Yeah. Yeah, I would consider myself a nationalist. Um, America, you know, and I'm thinking more like Robert E. Lee would think now. I'm like, uh, my home is where I live. Like, uh, you know, he thought of himself as a Virginian. Uh, I'm going to start thinking of myself as a Moark person. I'm Moark. I'm Missouri and Arkansas. I'm between this and I'm from, you know, seventh generation Texan or whatever it is uh, from way back. But. This is my home. Uh, I have I don't have much in common with other parts of the country. I don't think. Um, let's see. Uh, do you believe that your way of life is under attack? Number thirty three. You bet you I do. I know it is. Number thirty four. Would you consider yourself to be an opponent of critical race theory? Yeah, because I'm an opponent of 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 cultural Marxism and Satanism. Like I don't believe in 
dividing people by the color of their skin. I I, I like Martin Luther King Jr. I like uh, I like uh, the concept of liberty. I like the concept of uh, the content of character and not the color of someone's skin. Um, I don't want to do the bidding of uh, social engineers that want to depopulate the earth. So yeah, I don't believe in critical race theory. Number 35, are you a prepper? You damn right. I am proudly. So, uh, prepare with art.com. Number 36, have you ever had any survivalist training? Yep. Uh, the best that the U S government could pay for, um, out at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, which, you know, they're about to do um, Robin Sage out there. People were freaking out. They're going to do a 15 county wide uh, operation. Yeah, they've been doing that for years. I don't know. The New York Times was talking about I'm like, do you guys not know that's Robin Sage? You can just Google it. Uh, if Google will uh, duck, duck, go it. Google's good at hiding things now, but that's that's been around. I'm not real worried about that per se, but I am worried about uh, them uh, culling the military of anybody who doesn't want to get an experimental injection for something that they're not going to die from and something that doesn't protect against transmit. I'm against idiocy and, and rituals and superstitions. Let's put it that way. Would you consider yourself to be a fundamentalist? Yeah. I like the fundamentals, um, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Does that make me a fundamentalist? Number 38. Do you believe that religion should influence politics? Hmm. Well, you know what happens when you mix politics and religion, right? You get politics. And I don't consider myself a religious person. I'm a spiritual person. If you listen to the to the show, then you know what I think. Um, I think that we ought to humble ourselves before God and we should put life first. You should run everything through the prism. Does this promote life? Does this promote a better life? Um. Because when you do that, you'll start seeing that your tribalism falls away. You'll start seeing that, wow, I can't, pr- I can't promote these causes because they're going to be bombing children in faraway lands. And that's not Christian. Jesus wouldn't do that. You know, um, I don't, you know, th- there's a lot of things you can run through the prism of your Christianity and politics, and you'll find that, that most of the politics of the right will start falling away for you. And it'll, you'll feel isolated but you'll be on the right side of history. Let's see. Number 39. Are you anti-abortion? Yes, I'm anti-abortion, but not necessarily in a way that uh, I want more laws. I'm concerned. I'm when you talk about uh, abortion, I want to change culture. Um, I think that the best thing that the pro-life community can have is free speech and have our ability to get our message out to people that may be on the fence and not know what kind of practice this is and that this government and that our multinational corporations and our politicians are guilty of harvesting young people, harvesting children, their organs in a barbaric way. And I don't think that society that doesn't, that a society that doesn't protect its young um, is a society that won't, can't last because it won't protect its old and then eventually won't protect anyone and it will consume itself. So I'm more concerned about culture, not passing the next law. I think we get lost in that. We get lost. We got to pass another law. Well, if your culture wants to kill its offspring, it wants to kill its young. You got a bigger problem than passing a law. I mean, you there's laws against murder, and people murder. You know, so I think the issue is culture. Uh, although, you know, I think that you know there's some legislative issues that you can do, but I'm that's not where I put all my as far as pro life. You guys know where I stand. Number forty. <laughs> 
I'm really not looking good on the questionnaire from Michael Snyder. Are you a military veteran? Uh, Yeah, I'm a military stockpiling ammunition. Well, uh, no, not really. I've got a little bit. Um, I, I, I kind of go, my school of thought is hunting and uh, home defense. But as a combat vet, I can tell you, you can only do so much. So try not to go too far down that road. Like maybe you could use it for currency or something, but you're only going to be able to use so much ammo. You guys know that, right? I mean, have you ever been in a firefight or, you know, like if there's eight people coming to get you and they decide that you're an enemy of the state, you can get so many of them and then that's it. I mean, you're not going to be able, you don't have multiple ways to, you know, you can have, if you have 10 rifles you're not going to be able to shoot them all at the same time. So just be careful. I mean, you can use it for, for bartering later. I'm just not a huge, I'm not, I'm not completely into that side, although I have fun, you know, and I, I, I just I just got a new rifle a couple of months ago that I'm real happy about, and uh, I'll be training on that whenever I get a minute. Let's see, uh, number forty three. Have you ever protested at an abortion clinic? No, I haven't. Uh, so this is one of the only ones I say no. I haven't ever uh, uh, protested at an abortion clinic. I've seen some of that go on, and um, you know I think you have the right to do that. Um. I've always been a proponent of like pregnancy resource centers and, you know, funding that because giving people the option to go in and have a sonogram and, you know, talk to somebody who give, tell them what their options actually are and, you know, talk to them about the life of their baby and the health and then where they are. Again, I'm more into education than I am just pushing back on that. Number 44, do you have a negative opinion of the United Nations? <laughs> Uh, do I have a negative opinion of the devil? Um, yeah, any, any organization, you know, funded by the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the first chairman of the UN folks, did you know who the first chairman of the UN was that, that started it? I think it was over there on the Presidio, like outside off, uh, you know, off San Francisco. And it was Alger Hiss, the, uh, later, uh, found out spy that worked in the Roosevelt administration that was exposed by Richard Nixon for perjury. He was a per, he got perjury charge, but he actually was uh, at Whitaker chambers, you know, had all those, all the film and stuff. He hid in a pumpkin patch. We'll have to do a show on that sometime, but that was the first leader of the UN was a Soviet spy. Let's see. Um, number 45. Would you consider yourself to be an evangelical Christian? I'm a Christian. Um, that term is, um, and I, I think we need to have a, I need to have a, well, for come to Jesus meeting about what Christianity is. And uh, maybe we'll get into this. I had talked to a pastor today. I was going to get on the show. Maybe we'll do that soon. Number 46. Do you ever have questions about the legitimacy of our elections? <laughs> yeah, I do. I got lots of questions. Uh, I question um, how we can only have two choices. And both of those choices are meat puppets for the new world order. And I question electronic voting. like. Well, who's the moron that thought that was a good idea? Uh, I question the fact that they have centralized hubs that take the data and that we can't have the data. I question all of that. I, you know, national elections. Um, I'm actually in favor of getting rid of them. 
Um, democracy doesn't bring freedom. If it did, we'd be free. Democracy is how nations, uh, in the Plato talked about this, so the wheel of government, you know, the wheel of the civilization and democracy is the last step before you go to dictatorship. And then it goes back again, right? The democracy is how the nations die. Um, so I'm not really in favor of more voting. If more voting gave, make, gave us freedom, then we'd be freer. But the last hundred years, we got more voting and our freedoms erode. Um, I'm more of a republic, right? This, we need more representation. Uh, the Constitution actually says that we're supposed to have a congressional representative about every 32,000 people of population, not 800,000 like we have now. So if you increase the amount of representatives that we had and allowed those people to vote in the presidential election and you had to watch them and they had to do it in real time and you could see how everybody voted, everybody would be a lot more accountable and there'd be a lot less problems in Electoral College. And that's what we did in our first uh, six presidential elections. So I think I'd be OK. Uh, I think I'd be OK with that. You know, John Quincy Adams wasn't a bad choice. Let's see. Uh, number 47. Have you lost faith in our public officials? Have you lost faith? Um, let's see. How much faith do I have in our public officials? Uh, is there a number? I guess we have to go into negative because uh, zero is zero a number for them. Or is that would that work? Does that register? Number 48. Are you resentful when you're ordered to wear a mask? Uh, yes, I'm very resentful of the fact that I'm being um told to take part in a superstitious ritual uh, that has no basis in reality, right? I don't like to play pretend. I haven't liked to play pretend since I was five. As a matter of fact, I probably didn't like to play pretend then. I was already starting to figure out what I was going to do for my business and like what my, where I was going to go do in the military. You know, that's what I wanted to do at five. Um, I didn't want to play pretend. Number 49. Have you ever had uh, said anything negative about the pharmaceutical companies every single day? Yeah, I'm not. I'm pharmacia. Not a big fan. Um, you know, nothing says, you know, the only people that have immunity, the only, the only immunity that's resulted from these vaccines is the immunity they have from being sued. Uh, number 50 in the last one, are you opposed to vaccine mandates? Well, you know, I guess the Supreme Court just answered that as well. Um, somehow they were ordered to do that. And that's going to be a really interesting thing in the, uh, in the coming months to see how that works out. Let's just check our clock here. We got about a minute 30. All right. So let's go over uh, gold and silver prices. Uh, always brought to you by wisewolf.gold. If you like the show, you want to support the show, we ship nationwide, uh, buy and sell. Okay. Precious metals, gold, silver, platinum, palladium, anything. Uh, gold today, the yellow metal, 1,822 Luciferian Bankster notes per troy ounce, 1,822 Fiat Federal Reserve notes per troy ounce. Silver price, $23.09 for the white metal. Both are down. And, of course, Bitcoin, 42,831 Luciferian Bankster notes, LBNs uh, per Bitcoin. And I'm going to buy some Bitcoin as soon as I'm done with this show. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Always an honor. I'll be back tomorrow, Friday show. That's the big trifecta, WWCR Worldwide Christian Radio, 9.30 a.m. The Answer, San Antonio. Aftermath.fm and Rockfin will be here uh, live. As usual, folks, 
Arterburn.news is the website. Uh, AmericaUnplugged.com if you want to check out the shows that I do every Saturday with uh, Billy Ray Valentine and the great Don Jeffries. WiseWolf.gold is our sponsor. PrepareWithArt.com. I'm trying to get all the plugs in. <laughs> PrepareWithArt.com. Wonderful folks at My Patriot Supply. And I'll have hopefully I have beans tomorrow. End of transmission. Life is a continuous confrontation with forks in the road. One is good, one is bad. And you could always wander completely off the road altogether and become lost. Totally and completely lost. If you take the wrong fork at one of these junctions, there is always the opportunity at the next fork to get back on track. But it is a constant battle within ourselves. You see, I have studied this concept for many, many years, and I have to tell you that if there is a real devil, like Flip Wilson used to say, the devil made me do it. I'm not telling you that there's no such thing as Satan or Lucifer. I'm telling you this. If there really is a devil, that devil exists in the hearts and minds of men and nowhere else. Nowhere else. For if you take man out of the equation, evil ceases to exist. And there is left only the laws of the universe and the balance of nature. Put man in the equation and before long evil will rear its ugly head and present itself to the world. The evil is within man, and that is why it was called the fall. The devil never made anyone do it. If you do it, you did it yourself because you fell into temptation. For until man once again confronts the real nature of his own condition and of the world around him and accepts full responsibility for his actions without blaming anyone else or any devil, until then we will always be a puppet on the end of someone else's string. And ladies and gentlemen, when that someone pulls that string, we will dance.